Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to We Are Not Cattle Radio. I am your host, Jake Counts, broadcasting live from Atlanta, Georgia. It is 9 o'clock in the p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And i um, just going to go over a couple of things that um, I haven't been on air for a little while. It's been like a week and a half. So a lot of things have happened since uh, since I had my broadcast. I think it was uh, not last Wednesday, but the Wednesday before. But um, great stuff, everybody. Thanks for the response on the um, on the Ron Paul show that I did pretty much. It was just an an homage to one of the last true statesmen that's, that's out there. We do have a lot of up-and-comers, though, so things are looking on the up-and-up. But um, opt-out week and the TSA pat-down screenings and all that good stuff was a success. I've been watching the videos, and um, man, it's good to see people that know their rights and that know that you can film those those I guess uh, I guess they're Stasi now because they came out and said today that they don't have to attend any any transportation hearings or whatever. I didn't even I read like I read two articles about it and it was just kind of baffling. Of course they are kind of outside the law, so I guess they're they don't really have to go to these things. But I mean it's just showing you that um, that the people are starting to fight back. People are just tired of it. They're like wait a minute, so. So we haven't been attacked. We're 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 not threatened by any nation whatsoever. You guys create Al Qaeda. Israel creates Hamas. You guys create all these boogeymen for us to be scared of, so you can run around and try to control us and get us into unjust wars for mineral grabs and stuff like that. And then we got to give all of our rights up because some phony bad guy is going to get us. And I don't know if anybody is new to the show, but. Um, I've played the uh, the Bill Cooper clips on air, and um, I've I've watched a lot of his stuff, and um, I haven't ordered. I'm about to order his book. I was just reading it there or watching his um, his dissertation on it the other day. It's like four hours, but it's called "Behold a Pale Horse." It's incredible research that this man's done, and um, he started out as um, I guess you're plain Jane conspiracy theorists thinking that it was like all aliens and that the aliens were going to invade us. And then he started to shift his perspective and his paradigm. I mean, he was in naval intelligence for a long time and saw a bunch of documents come across his desk. And then he found out that it was pretty much the government misleading these people that were in intelligence, you know, uh, with all these alien talks and what have you. And then he found out that it was a lot of governmental stuff and secret society stuff, which I guess if if you don't believe in I guess if you believe in secret societies, people getting together in dark rooms and, and managing the world, you're a conspiracy theorist. I call that realist. That kind of stuff happens every day. Whether you're in business, whether you're in a a club, I mean, take um here's here's a prime example. Take I live in, I live in Georgia. I live in Atlanta, Georgia, here in the U.S. Take um. Take the Masters Augusta National Golf Club, for example. That's a private club. And if you guys don't think that business deals go down there, 
I mean, come on. They wouldn't even let ladies be members of the club. They still don't. I think they're about to let one. I think they're, I think they're about to let one lady join. So it's this big to do, and it's like, oh well, now the South has finally caught up to everybody. No, it's just a gentleman's club, and they just didn't want any. You know, they didn't want any girls around. But that's you know, racist, sexist, whatever. Take your pick. But um, it's just been it's been interesting to watch all the the opt-out videos and these people confronting the TSA and then the TSA has like, they have like a line of bureaucrats that they run through. It's absolutely hysterical. The, um, the one video that I saw with Jason Burmis where the, the cop is standing there and I need to post this to my Facebook and to my YouTube. You guys can check out the, uh, the YouTube channel. Uh, we are not cattle TV and also the website, uh, we are not cattle.net. got a bunch of documents that I'm going to go over here, uh, this evening highlight some news articles and stuff like that. And I'll post links to them so you can just go to the website and um, find the articles to support the show and then hyperlink to those. And I just tried to make this forum as uh, as easy as I could for people to get the information out and to and to kind of understand where we are, where we're going, so that you can kind of, you know, get with your neighbors and say, you know, how, how do you – you think everything's all right? I mean, everybody hears about the fiscal cliff. I've been talking about the fiscal cliff and the financial global bubble for for a year and a half, but you know, it doesn't happen unless it's on Fox or CNN, because then it becomes it becomes like the public talking point. So, what the liberty movement is about now, especially um, especially in this day and age, is about the, the alternative press, the alternative media, people like myself that are just. Hey, I'm just a regular guy. I got a job just like you. I put my pants on just like you. I go to work just like you. And I'm tired of bureaucrats making millions and millions of dollars getting into Washington and talking a great game and then doing the exact opposite. And I think that the majority of the American public is starting to see that no matter who is in charge of this corporation that we call the United States of America. And remember, America, guys is a concept. It's not a guarantee. It's not a right. We have the Bill of Rights. We have the Constitution. Those are blueprints. And here's what happens. The Founding Fathers were so smart. Now, they did have their transgressions just like anybody else would. I mean, just like any other human that walks on this planet, they're going to have issues. They're mortals, much like you and I. But they had so much foresight, and they're like, we're going to go ahead and put these provisions in, and we're going to give this land, the opportunity to truly be free, to not live in debt serfdom, to not be a slave to a central bank. They've already tried all that stuff. It was over in the Europe it was over in England. I mean, they came from that. They came from everybody says, oh, taxation without representation. As soon as you tell me that that's part of why we started the revolution, I switch off. Because all you're doing is you're a little canary and you have no idea. So the object that what we need to get to is restore what we had in place. And everybody says, well, it's an old document. It's 200 years. It's not that old. 200 years? Dude, the Magna Carta is much older than that. And that just says you can't go out and kill somebody. And I think everybody would agree with that. It's like, oh, you can't kill somebody and you can't steal from people. Well, that that. That seems fair. No, that's an old document. We need to overlook that. So that argument and then the Time Magazine crap that they came out with, 
you know, with the their elitist publication talking about is it the end of the Constitution? Are we over it? Come on, guys. They put that in place as a blueprint, as a path, not to deviate from, not to, oh, let's go see what's over here around this bush. Oh, whoa, that's that's tyranny. Oh, let's go. Oh, well, maybe we'll get back on the path for a little bit. Let's go over here. Oh, that's a military-industrial complex. Oh, okay. All right, well, we'll come back on the path for a little while. And, oh, what's this? Oh, it's a bloated bureaucracy that's bankrupting the nation with a welfare state behind it. Excellent. How did we get way over here? Oh, because we got off the path. We got off the path, guys. Now, I'm not saying that we got to just, you know, rip everything down and start anew because that's just ludicrous. But here's what the problem is. Humans are resistant to change. I'm resistant to change. You are. Don't fool yourself if you told me that you're not because you are. You're human. You're resistant to change. You probably drive the same way to work every morning. I know I do. It's not because there's not alternate ways to get to work. It's just the way I go, and that's what humans do. You find a path that works, and you stick to it. So, Jake, what's happened? Well, arguably it's been over the last 20 years, maybe a little bit longer. Since the military-industrial complex, it's after World War II when we had all these troops come back with no jobs. You know, we had to create jobs. FDR, we had to create jobs. wonder if that sounds familiar to anybody. Remember, the government cannot create jobs, guys. The government can create bureaucrats. They can create the, a, a bureaucracy. They can create stuff like the TSA. They can create a, a secondary force that's you know not military, not surveillance, not security, not anything. It's just outside of law, but yet we have to fund it as citizens. And then they have the audacity to tell us that we can't film them on a public commons. They tell us, oh, well, this is this is owned. And, and the film I saw, or the video I saw with Burmis, it was hilarious. This guy comes down, he's a big bureaucrat, and he comes down, and he's, you can't film in here, this is private property. Actually, sir, since we pay taxes to fund this place, we can sure as heck film here. And is our right. We give you money, we get the chance to film. It's the public commons. Welcome to reality. Well, the CEO's not so happy about you being in here. I don't give a flying rip. That CEO is a dude in a suit. He is a human being, much like you and I. And if you tell me that I can't film in here, guess what? His rights go out the window, too. But that's what they don't get. That's what some people don't get. It's like... As soon as you start taking away people's rights around you, you're taking away your own rights. You're just being a fool. And then the system is so smart, and these politicians are so smart, and the people above them, the social engineers, if you want to call them that, that's what, that's what Alex Jones calls them, which is it's a pretty fair statement. These people that get there, and they got their think tanks, and they try to figure out which way society is going to move and how to steer it and how to keep us under wraps and – well, you can't let everybody have freedom because that will, we couldn't make any money if everybody had freedom. If we had a if we had free markets, then then it would actually be fair. We can't have this rigged casino where where is that article I had it pulled up here? Oh, here it is. Oh, the Hill Magazine from June of 2011. Nancy Pelosi's wealth grows by 62 percent. So, Nancy, you can't get in there as Speaker of the House and grow your wealth by 62% if you go and return to what we should have had, which is if you elect a representative, they go and serve for a summer. They make the laws, and they go home and do their real jobs. 
You don't get to sit up there and grandstand with your little with your little we have to sign the bill to find out what is in it. And the American public accepted that. So that just shows you the utter ignorance of our society. And it's not I'm not saying that you're ignorant. It's not any of your fault of your own. Holy cow, look at all the distractions you have. Your whole life is probably a distraction. From the time that you wake up as a human here on planet Earth, especially in the United States, you are bombarded with propaganda distractions galore. And if you think that that 98% of the population is going to take the time out to go find out what laws are getting passed, nah, probably not. They're going to leave that to the 2% of us that actually care. And I'm not saying that that's bad, guys, but when you get to a point where we're at now as a society – where they talk about the fiscal cliff and everybody's now everybody's paying attention. It's it's very weird how humans interact with one another. It's like unless you are unless you are threatened with a knife, you are not going to listen to what anybody says. Unless somebody unless you're walking towards a cliff, the fiscal cliff. We'll use that as an example. We've been walking towards the Bush tax cuts for for a long time. Hey, has the Democratic Party, just out of curiosity, have they passed a budget yet? No. See, my wife and I, in our house, we have to have a budget. Otherwise, we go over budget, and then we overspend, and we get in debt. Oh, never mind. Okay, so back to what I was saying before. So we've been marching towards this fiscal cliff for quite some time. Not a shocker to me. Not a shocker to anybody who's been paying attention. Not a shocker that we've got derivatives out there that could crush everything, which would be an, a catastrophe, an absolute catastrophe if all the derivatives get called in. Holy cow, the banking system shut down. And then I'll show you what they're going to do if we do start shutting it down. They'll do exactly what they're doing in Spain and Greece and give them a whole bunch of bailouts, and then all the people get people get up in arms and they say, well, I thought you told us this is the last one. No, this is going to be the last one. Oh, no, we're going to bail out another $13, 13 billion. It's just it's just a joke. Guys, financial or fractional reserve banking has failed us. We have to come up with a different alternative. I don't know what that is. I'm not smart enough, but I do know that I'm smart enough to figure out that all the wealth's going to the rich and the poor are getting poorer and the middle class is going away. And then when you have that, when you have a great when you have a humongous discrepancy in wealth, what do you get? You get places like Mexico. You have lavish palaces, and then you have people that are on the government dole and chicken feed, and they're having to dodge bullets because the drug cartels are running everything. And all the rich are up there in their armored redoubts, and they don't care. They don't have to go into town. That's other people's job. They can do that. Who cares? So that's what we're facing. And here's a prime example of Miss Nancy Pelosi in her ever-confident wisdom of the Constitution and amendments and all those good things. And it's not that I don't like her as a person. But I mean, oh my god, if you're going to reference one of our founding documents, at least know which amendment you're referencing, and then just don't cop out and say, I'm with the Constitution. I'll call you on a bunch of your good stuff, on the Constitution stuff. So here's a little clip from Miss Nancy Pelosi, and once again, I don't like to play right-wing, left-wing. Dude, it's it's all there to distract you. It's all there to divide and conquer, get you in fighting about petty crap that doesn't mean anything. It distracts you from the real issues. The real issues is that our country is going bankrupt, and we got to figure out something to do. And figuring out something to do is not taking out a bigger loan from the Fed and getting into more debt with those guys, and then let them monetize everything, 
and then privatize everything. It's not going to do anything. If anything, we should privatize or we should nationalize the Federal Reserve, and that would solve a lot of issues because then we wouldn't be, as a government, paying a private bank interest, which is an absolute joke. It is an absolute joke. So here's Miss Nancy Pelosi in her 20 seconds of pure comedy. Oh, I see what you mean. I'm sorry. Well, they, uh, I would hope not. I would hope that by now, well, me, I'm with the 11th Amendment. So is it the 11th Amendment that uh, <laughs> 14th is in? Whatever it is, I'm with the Constitution of the United States. Now we have to talk about baseball. <laughs> I'm glad you have one on. Everybody thinks that's hilarious. I think it's a freaking catastrophe. You are a bumbling fool. You lead our country, for real. You're the best we got. What a joke. What an absolute joke. People, this is what I'm talking about. These people set policy. These people tell you what to do in your day-to-day life. These people pass laws. Are you kidding? She passed – oh. And then her wealth goes up by 62%. But I'm with the Constitution. No, you're not. You're not. All you guys. Show me some real constitutionalists. Show me some statesmen. Show me some Ron Pauls. Show me some Rand Pauls. Show me some Dennis Kucinich's. Show me some of those people. We could turn this ship around. But man, we are so far down the rabbit hole right now with all this bureaucracy and all this other crap that's around here. I read some I think I read in the article today that the TSA has got something like 60,000 employees nationwide. What in the heck is going on? I thought you guys were just supposed to be running scanners. Like the Skycaps used to. Oh my gosh. And this is what happens in every culture, guys. I say this a lot, but it's just so true and it's history. It's not it's not, well, Jake, you you're you're kind of a no, I'm not kind of an alarmist. I'm a realist. I understand what the heck this means. When you create a force that's outside of the outside of the police and the military and then you start rolling them out and running checkpoints and giving them little petty power trips and all these other things that you're giving the TSA and then it just turns into it turns into prison guys it turns into an absolute prison and then what we have is we have some fundamentalists that are in in control right now and they are in control believe me and it's not who you think it is it is not the president of the united states those people are just there as placeholders barack obama is not your problem He's a great orator. He's a great speaker. He is not the one causing all these issues. What happens is when the people are uninformed that the bureaucrats and the government will swell and overrun society and bankrupt it. It's what it's what happens all the time. It's It's not rocket science. It's happened over and over and over again. And as humans, we do the same things over and over and over again, tying into what I started out with the show. I mean, we do the same things all the time. So why are we so different? Once again, America is a concept, guys. We're we're a bunch of states tied together. And if you want to get down to the real philosophical aspect of it, we're a big landmass with a bunch of people on it that all abide under the same rules. So America... 
the United States that everybody puts their hand over their heart and you know you know save the troops and support the troops and all that good stuff. That's a concept. And the concept has gone astray. The concept has now turned into let me do what I want, give me my football and my television and leave me alone. So what happens? Everybody's distracted. Criminals go, whoa, nobody's looking at this. Let's see if they notice this. And let's see if they notice this. And then it's the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And then what happens, guys, is you get a third world country. After a while, the bureaucracy will take over. It will bankrupt everything. And then inevitably the police force will go bad, just like in every third world country. You get shaken down, and every time you get pulled over in your car, you get shaken down for cash and all that good stuff. That's coming here. If this economic collapse happens, and this fiscal cliff you know, posturing from both the right and the left is making me really nervous. It's like – how how can you guys literally stand up there with straight faces and do what you're doing to the American public? Not really wanting to get it. I mean, you're kicking you're kicking the can down the road, and then we're going to end up like Spain, or we're going to end up like Greece. I don't want that. I don't want 50% of our population to be unemployed. What the hell? But the American people, you need to really wrap your head around this. The life that we live is so paper thin, it would make you sick if you had it taken away. And the people that listen to my broadcast that are up in New York City and New Jersey, you guys can probably attest to this. I know I can attest to it because I lived through two hurricanes in less than a month. I had no power for almost a month and a half. I didn't have ice for like three days, and I thought my life was over. Not literally, but... It was rough, man. 95 degree heat, no ice. You couldn't have any way to cool your drinks. Everything was hot. They opened up a McDonald's four days after the hurricane came through, and lines were around the corner for two hours just because everybody wanted a hot meal, and nobody was prepared. And the same thing happened up in New York. Everybody just thinks that somebody else is going to do it. It's like my wife told me. This is this is a great tie-in. So here's the generation behind the generation. I used to... I used to run this show with a guy named T.J. Smith, who's an awesome, awesome kid. I mean, he's 21 years old, got a great head on his shoulders. He's got too busy with all his other stuff. And I told him anytime he wants to come back on, he can. But he's trying to make a name for himself and all that. And he talks about how these kids are just, they're just clueless. And then here's a great testament to that. My wife's a school teacher. She teaches, you know, junior high, 11th grade English. And so she posed the question to her class one day. She's like, so what would happen... If all the power went out, how would you tell time? And then one of the kids goes, well, somebody would remember what time it was when the power went off. That's scary, guys. You mean you can't walk outside and look up at the sun or the moon and give me kind of a ballpark as to what time it is just by understanding how the solar system works? And understanding that if the sun's like like almost directly above you, it's probably somewhere like midday, and if it's on the other side, it's probably evening or dusk. Really scary stuff. 
And those are the people that are going to have to choose our next leaders. And what it's going to turn into is it's, it's probably going to turn into idiocracy here. If the United States keeps going down this road that we're going and we don't really right the ship and try to figure out how we get all these – how we get good people in place, not just people that talk a good game. We need to get people to ferret these these bureaucrats and these politicians that get up there and grandstand, and all they want to do is get in there and get some business deals done and make some extra money and step all over everybody that it takes to get elected. Those guys need to go. You guys are the old ideology. You're the old ideology. You're the ones that are sitting up there going, oh, FEMA camps aren't real. Really? There's army manuals that talk about FEMA camps and they talk about re-education camps here in America and talk about you know forced labor brigades the whole nine. But those don't exist because you say so. And it's funny. I saw a post on Facebook, and um, and I'm going to absolutely destroy this on my next show. So everybody get ready. Call your friends. Let them know. Rachel Maddow got on her show, and she made like a laundry list of comments that were just absolutely ridiculous. One of which was, there's no FEMA camps. Okay, so they passed legislation in the House and the Senate to build seven FEMA camps, but you tell me they don't exist. Okay, so I'll be sure to reference that document. I'll be sure to reference the forced labor brigades. She tells me the economy is improving. On what planet, Rachel? On what planet is the economy improving? With your fake phony numbers, your Department of Labor fake numbers, they don't count the people that have been out of work for 18 months plus – is that what it is? And it's not that I'm attacking her personally. People, you have to realize that we have state-run media. I mean, listen to my broadcast last week where I pretty much I, I diced up Ron Paul's farewell address. And in half of it, he talks about we need to get ready for world government, and there's people trying to do that. And then he also talks about how we have state-run propaganda media. And that's the reason they're trying to shut the web down. Because they don't want you to be informed. They don't want you to know this stuff. I mean, think about the absolute void that we lived in from like 
But I mean, come on. The Palestinians and the Israelis have been doing this stuff for thousands of years. And for some reason, everybody thinks well, we can solve it. You can't solve it. You can't solve somebody that's grandfather got killed by this other dude's grandfather. You can't solve that. It goes. It, it's deeper than political. That is a spiritual battle between those two guys. They both believe that, that this we're entitled to this land, and the other guys say no. I mean, you can't you can't get in there and go. Let's be reasonable. No, there is no reasonable. You just can't do it. So, with that being said, I've got a clip here from the Ron Paul Straight Talk. It's actually the full Straight Talk. So, it's a little bit lengthy, so bear with me. Um, I'm going to take a break, let Ron Paul talk for a little bit. Then I'm going to pick it up on the other side. I don't have any more audio clips, but I do want to cover some news. I'll have about 20 minutes left of just some crazy stuff that you guys should be up in arms about. And the main topic I wanted to talk about here is the EU... The EU and United Nations are talking about how, hey, we're just going to meet and, um, yeah, we're going to be in control of the web. Okay, so let me get this straight. A bunch of bureaucrats, unelected bureaucracy is going to be in control of the web, and they're going to they're gonna say that – they're probably going to say that I'm some kind of terrorist or something because I don't you know, fall down and, and worship people in uniforms. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna see some bureaucrat that you know comes down and says you can't film here and and just cower to these people. Dude, you're a stooge. Get the hell out of my way. I'm about to go do my civic duty and film this unauthorized checkpoint. Of course, it is authorized because it's in a private facility, but once again, taxpayer funded, so we can have oversight. So, just know your rights, people. Get informed, get involved on this stuff, because if you don't get informed and get involved, nobody else is going to. I'm telling you that right now, and that's why I started this stuff, because I got so frustrated with talking to people and going, what are you going to do? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to start a radio show, and I'm going to start telling people about this crap, because they need to know it. And you need to get off your ass and do something else, too. You need to talk to your neighbor about it, because guess what? If all this stuff collapses, it's I'm going to look at myself in the mirror with a clear conscience and go, you know what? At least I got out there and tried to warn people about this crap. And if you don't, that's on you, man. That onus is on you. And I don't mean to be mean about it, but at some point, you have to look at this crap and go, whoa, 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 whoa. No, I say, uh-uh, no. And then they're going to sugarcoat this stuff about the internet kill switch because they're going to tell you, well, they're going to get viruses and they're going to blow up nuclear plants. Dude, if anything, that's going to be a government doing that to itself time and time again. And I've got a great article that I'm going to cover after we get back and after this Ron Paul clip. I want to cover this after I cover the censorship and all that and, and giving over the, the internet to a bunch of bureaucrats. Oh, what a joke. If that happens, kiss my show goodbye. And probably I might make it like a week. But the article that I do want to talk about is called 33 Conspiracy Theories That Turned Out to Be True. And once again, everybody, the word conspiracy theory doesn't mean that it's some – see, the mainstream media has done a great job into getting you into thinking that anything outside of their realm of control, outside of their little bubble is a conspiracy theory. Remember, back in the old days, it was a conspiracy theory that the world was not flat and you weren't going to fall off the edge of it. That was a conspiracy theory. Oh, sh that turned out to be true. Oh, it's a conspiracy theory that… 
that they weren't throwing babies out of incubators. Oh, wait, never mind. She lied. Oh, it's a conspiracy theory that the government in the 50s and all the way up to the 70s didn't have mind control projects where they taught assassins. I've read the excerpts on air. Read the excerpts of the actual documents where they talk about the tests and what they did. All right, when you go in and answer this phone, you're going to hear New York. When you hear the word New York, you're going to grab that bag. You're going to walk in the next room. You're going to pop this guy. And then you're going to get another phone call, and it's going to say, you know, hot dog, and you're going to forget everything. And then I talked about the Darren Brown show where it was um, – uh, it's called The Experiments. It's called The Assassin, and he did it. And then, and then recreating it again here in the United States – with a couple, with a guy from Harvard, I heard about this the other day. Gee, I wonder where they're going to find out. Oh my God, you can't control people with mind control. Really? Government's been doing it for years, man. And don't feel stupid. Hey, I was out in the abyss, dude. I was so far out in the abyss, I became the abyss. I mean, I was in it. I couldn't have, ugh, I could not have told you anything about the Constitution. Couldn't have told you anything about the Declaration of Independence. Couldn't have told you my rights as a citizen. Couldn't have told you anything. Now look at me. And I'm not saying that I'm I'm this super smart intellectual person. I've just woken up to the fraud. It's all a fraud. Wake up to that. Wake up to the, be truthful with yourself. Quit living in denial. Quit living in denial. Everything isn't roses and peaches. That's not life. That's what the that's what the system wants you to think life is, so you don't resist, so you don't think, so you don't think outside the box, so you don't question, so you don't do any of that stuff. That is a method of control, man. And I'm sorry that I'm preaching today, but it's just got me so aggravated. It's so aggravating. I had a friend of mine that went and flied the other day, and Lord help him, I, I love the kid to death, but he just doesn't know his rights really well. And he told me, he's like, well, I want, he's like, I wanted to go through the metal detectors, and they told me I had to go through the body scanner. I'm like, no, you don't. You can opt out of that. That's your right as a citizen to opt out. And he said, and I told him I wanted to opt out. And he said, nope, we're at code orange. We can't have you opt out. We're on code orange alert. Really? With the color coding system again? Are we on Sesame Street, guys? Was Oscar de Grouch going to come out of the garbage can with, with the freaking C4 strapped to him? And then we're all going to be terrorists again? I mean, really, really think about this for a second. What moron country, group, whatever, would ever attack the United States? Dude, we're developing antimatter weapons. We could aim that at one of their buildings and your building's done. You think that they're going to come and mess with you? Come on. But... It's like I said, it goes back to tribalism. It's all about that tribe next door is going to get us, and they're going to rape our women, so we got to go get them first and kill them and, and take their people hostage. Yeah, we're going to go get them. They don't know that group from Adam, but it's the fear. They teach you to fear. They teach you to be afraid, and they teach you to submit. Why don't you think they like you? don't like you to have guns? I mean… Shoot, when I go down to my parents' house and I'm driving down there, that's the safest I ever feel. Why? Because I've got three or four guns in my car, all registered, all licensed, all clean, all belong to me. But I feel safe. I'm like, if anything breaks down, I'm, I can protect myself. 
But that's not what they want. They want you to rely on them for protection. It's the way it always is. It's the way it's always always has been because protection equals control. If they can convince you that you need to be protected and safeguarded, they got you. It is ball game over, and then here come the taxes. But I don't want taxes. Doesn't matter. Here they come. Here come more taxes. But we're keeping you safe. Keeping you safe. All right, Mr. Ron Paul on the straight talk. Sorry for my little tirade right there, but that was fun. I need to get that off my chest. Hello, this is Ron Paul with your weekly update for November 26th. As of late Friday, the ceasefire in Gaza seems to be holding, if tentatively. While we should be pleased that this round of fighting appears temporarily on hold, we must realize that without changes in U.S. foreign policy, it is only a matter of time before the killing begins again. It feels like 2009 all over again, which is the last time this kind of violence broke out in Gaza. At that time, over 1,400 Palestinians were killed, of which just 235 were combatants. The Israelis lost 13, of which 10 were combatants. At that time, I said of then-President Bush's role in the conflict, quote, it's our money and our weapons, but I think we encouraged it. Certainly, the President has said nothing to diminish it. As a matter of fact, he justifies it on moral grounds, saying, oh, they have a right to do this without ever mentioning the tragedy of Gaza. To me, I look at it like a concentration camp, close quote. The U.S. role has not changed under Obama administration. The same mistakes continue, as journalist Glenn Greenwald said last week. For years now, U.S. financial, military, and diplomatic support of Israel has been the central enabling force driving this endless conflict. The bombs Israel drops on the Gazans and the planes that they use to drop them and the weapons they use to occupy the West Bank and protect settlements are paid for in substantial part by the U.S. taxpayer. Last week, as the fighting raged, President Obama raced to express U.S. support for the Israeli side in a statement that perfectly exemplifies the tragic comedy of U.S. foreign policy. The support for the Israeli side because he said, quote, no country on earth would tolerate missiles raining down on its citizens from outside its borders, close quote. Considering that this president rains down missiles on Yemen, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and numerous other countries on a daily basis, the statement was so hypocritical that it didn't pass the laugh test. But it wasn't funny. U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton traveled to Tel Aviv and to meet with Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu, but she refused to meet with the elected Palestinian leaders. Clinton said upon arrival in Israel, quote, America's commitment to Israel's security is rock-solid and unwavering, close quote. Does this sound like an honest broker? At the same time, Congress acted with similarly ignobility when an unannounced resolution was brought to the House floor after the business of the week had been finished. And in less than 30 seconds, the resolution was passed by unanimous consent without debate, without most representatives even having heard of it. The resolution H. Res 813 was so one-sided, it is not surprising they didn't want anyone to have the chance to read and vote on it. Surely, at least a handful of my colleagues would have objected to language like, the House of Representatives 
expresses unwavering commitment to the security of the state of Israel as a Jewish and democratic state with secure borders, close quote. U.S. foreign policy being so one-sided actually results in more loss of life and of security on both sides. Surely Israelis do not enjoy the threat of missiles from Gaza, and nor do the Palestinians enjoy their Israeli-imposed inhuman conditions in Gaza. But as long as Israel can count on its destructive policies being underwritten by the U.S. taxpayer, it can continue to engage in reckless behavior. And as long as the Palestinians feel the one-sided U.S. presence lined up against them, they will continue to resort to more and more deadly and desperate measures. Continuing to rain down missiles on so many increasingly resentful nations, the U.S. is undermining rather than furthering its security. We are on a collision course with much of the rest of the world if we do not right our foreign policy. Ending interventionism in the Middle East and replacing it with friendship and even-handedness would be a welcome first step. Thanks for calling this update. A new update is placed on this number, 888 Okay, so there's Ron Paul giving you the breakdown of our lovely foreign policy here in the United States. And for those of you that are listening to my broadcast around the world, I do apologize for our, let's say, transgressions around the world because that does not affect nor does it reflect the intentions of the American people. We, most of us here, are against drone warfare because it's inhumane and it causes tons of collateral damage. But once again, we get the spoon-fed the lies that it keeps the troops safe. Nothing against the troops, but the troops don't like fighting these unjust wars either. That's why they're all committing suicide and coming back with drug addictions and stuff like that. I mean, it, it's really sad. I don't, Dude, I don't want you guys over there. And it's not that I don't want you guys over there because I don't want you protecting us, but you're not really protecting anybody. You're protecting these elitist douchebags. So they can get minerals and, and have oil cheap so they can rob everybody and do insider deals and go you know go on fancy vacations together and talk about how they can rig the game and, ha and talk about how we're all idiots and we're just meat on the table. I mean that's what they think. I mean you want to get down to the brass tacks of what people in the upper crust think? Man, they think that – here's the way that I can break it down really quickly. They believe that either you're an intellectual or you're not, and since they are the supreme intellectuals, they have figured out how to rob everybody and steal everything. So they are the supreme beings, taking a social Darwinistic approach to it, and we are just meat on the table. We are cannon fodder for these guys. Your life means no more to them than an ant that they can squash on their shoe. So Jake, who are these people? Well… They're the bureaucrats. They're the people that don't invent nuclear weapons but yet use them. They're the people that have never served in war but yet send troops off to war. They're the people that talk a good game but never back it up. Those are the people that are the enemy of humanity. And they're my sworn enemy. As they should be yours. Because not only do they threaten you, they threaten myself. And everybody else in this country. 
with their unprovoked wars and their no idea or concept of blowback. And their no idea or concept of financial ruin because they're all set. So what does it really get down to? It always gets down to the same old thing. Is it good and evil? Yeah, I guess you could call it that. It's the haves versus the have-nots. And the haves are getting richer and the have-nots are getting poorer and they are getting larger in numbers. So what does that tell you? It tells you that society is flawed somewhere. Here in the United States, society might be flawed a little bit. We're distracted as 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 a nation as a whole. Watching state-run government media won't do anything for you, won't educate you. Those people are just reading teleprompters. Why do you think that each one of those new hosts, every time there's a new show that comes out, whether it's Hannity or these other goofballs that are up there, why do you think they all say the same thing about the same scenario? Because they're called talking points. They're given to them by the producers, and they're told what to say, and they're given their teleprompters, and they flash their stuff up there, and that's it. And then, then you have shows like Newsweek, or whatever the hell it's called. I used to watch it. thought it was pretty good. Showed a company really trying to do journalism. And then, of course, at the very end, they have a nice little diatribe about how the right wing is not Al-Qaeda, we're the Taliban. And that should tell you everything that you need to know. People that want liberty, freedom, lower taxes, all the crap that the Republican Party used to stand for until you sold out to try to get votes, you bunch of goofballs. Look, I just I want private property. I want a firearm to be able to protect myself and my family. I want low taxes. And that's it. And I, and I want the government to get the hell out of my life. If I want a 52-ounce Big Gulp, if I want a gallon Big Gulp in New York City, I should be able to go up with a five-gallon freaking bucket and put it under the Slurpee. And if I want to make one of those suicides that I used to make when I was a kid and mix all the drinks together, I should be able to do that. Why do you get to tell me what I can do? I understand. I'm not calling for anarchy, but Jesus, use your brain. Well, you're going to get fat if you drink that. So let me get fat. Look at Honey Boo Boo's mom. They don't like take the chicken out of her hand. You can't do that. Government said so. Well, maybe that's what it's going to come down to. We're going to get to a point where they're just going to tell us what we can eat. I mean, shoot, they're already doing it in Chicago schools. Look that up online. It's unbelievable. Look it up. They're just like, hey. You um you don't get to uh you don't get to pack your kids' lunches. What are you doing? That's that's the government's job. There was like I can't remember, I think it was some lady she had like a, a sandwich, an apple, and something else for her kid. I'll have to pull up the article and post it on my site just because this is gonna annoy me now. And they were like, Nope, this is not nutritious. You gotta go eat those uh, chicken nuggets that are made out of chicken glue. Literal chicken glue guys. Go find out how a chicken nuggets get made at McDonald's. You will never eat another one. I mean, it is getting really, really dangerous, people. When you start handing over the Internet to a global bureaucracy full of douchebags, there might be some really nice people in there, but all in all, they're probably people that would slice their mom's throat in order to get a vote. Just saying. They're egomaniacs. 
like Eisenhower, was it Eisenhower or God, was it Truman that said whoever wanted to be president had to either be crazy or an egomaniac? And then the Republican Party thought that they were going to be smart. We'll put Mitt Romney up there. He's a nice, clean-cut guy. Dude, guy's got no personality, and he's a moderate. What are you doing? You can't run a moderate against somebody that's you know, a big-time Democrat. They're going to get slaughtered. It's like it, it, it's like they're almost one and the same. It was it was retarded. And then they were talking about how they wouldn't want Ron Paul to run because they wanted to win the election. If you guys wanted to win, you should have ran him. Can't do that because he would have come in and cut budgets and all your all your freebies would have gone away. But you're going to bankrupt the nation anyway, so it doesn't matter. Oh well, the Mayans say we're going to die in what twenty something days, so who cares? Polar shifts, all that good stuff. If you believe the Mayans, people used to sacrifice thousands of people at dawn so the sun would come back. I understand that their celestial knowledge was very, very good. And I'm really pissed at the Spanish for going in there and invading and burning the whole archive. Really kind of a douchey thing to do. But, but I mean, if you're going to live your life like that, then... Holy cow, don't even get in your car tomorrow because you're you're probably going to get in a car wreck and die. Because it is a possibility. Yeah, it is a possibility that the earth will flip its axis and we'll all be covered in water all the way up to Denver. It's a possibility. Is that a good one? Eh, probably not. Is it a possibility that Hedron Collider can create a black hole and suck us all into it? Yeah, that's a possibility. Is it a possibility that one of these bioweapons can get out and kill 98% of us? Yeah, possibility. Those are things you should be worried about, not the ancient Mayans and their and the celestial alignment and everything lining up with a big black hole. And, and all scientists have no conclusion as to what that will do. So let's get into... Some news articles here really quick while I still got time. I got ten minutes left. And this is from and once again I'm gonna post these um on my website uh, probably tomorrow. So look for them. Um we are not cattle.net, not dot com dot net. And also uh we are not cattle TV. I'm gonna post a bunch of videos this weekend. I'll post some of the opt out videos. So here is the EU beautifulness. And this is actually oh excuse me, the UN beautifulness where they're talking about they're gonna and the meeting is the first, and this is actually an article by – it is the Financial Times, and it says, Fears grow over efforts of governing the web. Oh, yeah, you think of giving a bunch of bureaucrats control of the web to shut anything down that they want? I don't see how that's not a bad thing. Uh, the meeting was first called – is the first one called since 1988 to redraft the treaty that governs the International Communica- Telecommunications Union, which operates auspiciously for the U.N., so just a little side note for everybody. Um, there is a guy in Mexico that owns 98% of the telecommunications infrastructure, and he and Bill Gates kind of jostle for the top spots in the world. So as you can see, it's already completely free market everywhere in the world, and we don't have anything to worry about. For many governments represented at the conference, it has amounted to an open invitation to try to extend regulatory regulations developed in an earlier era of telecommunications to the Internet age. Probed by Google and other U.S. companies, Washington was warned that it is far more at stake than simple technical rules. Yeah, a bunch of bureaucrats probably not even understanding how the Internet works. Once again, 
This is something near and dear to my heart. I sell telecom, so I can actually have an intellectual conversation about this. But these guys probably think it's a bunch of tubes, like that one senator said, bunch of tubes in the ground. No, dummy. It's signals. It's radio signals and digital signals, just whatever. It's electrical current. Just get over yourself. So it says... This is the specter that some governments will seize on the proposals for the wrong reasons because they want more control over the Internet and anti-democratic ends. Kind of like this place that we live in here would do that. No, but they love you. Government loves you. They wouldn't do that. They wouldn't shut your website down if you were talking about freedom and stuff. They wouldn't kill Bill Cooper that tried to expose everything. They wouldn't do that. They're good people. When in the actual reports that the sheriffs actually came up not dressed and not dressed in um in uniforms at all and were blaring loud music and drinking and causing a ruckus and then they end up shooting the guy. So yeah, but that stuff never happens. That's all just in the movies. At the cost of a, allowing deeper regulations of global internet traffic, according to internet executives such as Vert I'm gonna butcher his name, Vent Surf. We've helped to shape the Internet into basic technologies and works. At Google, creeping online censorship, higher costs for companies that use the Internet, and the loss of highly flexible technical arrangements that have enabled a global network and of networks to thrive. And that is very, very true. See, here's what would happen. If you started regulating stuff like that, the Telecommunications Act of 1996, which allows um, which allows companies like the one that I work for, I won't even name it, to utilize copper that's already in the ground to be able to deliver competitive rates to people, that if that goes away somehow, which is probably one of the things that like AT&T and Verizon and all those you know, monstrosities would go for first, you know that would really put us in a bad spot because then you would only have AT&T and Verizon to choose from, and if AT&T owns the copper in the ground, then you get AT&T at whatever rate they choose or Comcast. Either way, they're going to be price hikes, and it's going to be absolutely ridiculous. So, you know, here's what we're looking at. We're looking at a bureaucracy trying to take over the web and be able to cause censorship. And so here is one of the other rebuttals to this. And this was absolutely – and this is – um. This is on newsforage.com, which I found through Infowars.com. It says, Congressman proposes a two-year ban on bills for the Internet. And it's Daryl Issa, the Republican um, congressman out of out of California. And he basically goes on to say that I have a problem with the legislation because that it preemptively ties your hands for years at a time. You cannot know what the Internet or society will look like in six months, yet alone two years making it harder to respond to emerging threats and opportunities in the abduction of your reliabilities as a member of Congress. This is just seems to me to be a cheap political theater along the lines of Governor Norquist, we will never, ever raise taxes for any reason, pledge, which is true. Once again, a bunch of bureaucrats getting up there and telling us that they're not going to do it, we're not going to do it, we're not going to do it, we're not going to bail out the banks again, we promise, oh, we got to cut them this check. Got to bail the banks out. Can't have the system fail. Be in debt to the Federal Reserve. Can't do that. So, and it goes on, and, and it's just really great about how he just basically lays all this stuff out about how, you know, if if we don't do something to to really look at the internet and see where it's going to evolve to. Look at how the internet's changed everything. I mean, 
Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. And believe me, it would be awesome if the government wouldn't use it to spy on you and create a huge database. But you guys can go look that up also, and I'll probably put that in the hyperlink to the show as well because people won't believe that the NSA is building a super massive base in Utah that's going to store data for up to 100 years. And then Congress asked them, what what are you going to put in there? And they just told the Congress to sit down and shut up. We don't need to tell you anything. We're the NSA. We can do whatever we want. And the NSA has been doing it for years, and they had whistleblowers come out and say, hey, they're spying on you, collecting all your data. It's ridiculous. And it was funny. I was listening to a radio show today, and I'll probably end up closing with this. I was listening to a radio show today, and the caller called in, and he's talking about friends of his that are over in um, – that are Eastern European and that um, they were part of the you know, the Russian breakup and all that stuff like you know Georgia and countries like that. And he talks about how they are the most advocate about um, about surveillance. And he said that one of the examples was there was this guy that had a surveillance camera on his on his property. And um, I don't know if this story is true or not, but it, it would actually ring true if you've ever been in one of these kind of countries where you know where things went to hell in a handbasket. And now you come to America and you start seeing the same kind of stuff going on here. You're just kind of like going, no, 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 please, no. So he's talked about how there was a there was a I think it was a robbery or something like that and they used the guys and it wasn't even at his residence it was at his neighbor's residence and they used the guy's camera to actually catch the dude. So they used his camera and then they gave the guy a fine because his camera was pointing on to pointing on to his neighbor's property and not just on his. Now that's the kind of country I want to live in. That is good. Because that is basically protecting your right to your private property, your privacy, and it's protecting your neighbor's privacy. But here in America, we just have cameras everywhere. We have cameras on our phones. We have cameras at streetlights. We get cameras when you walk in buildings. You know, my friend was telling me, she's like, yeah, my friend, in order to get into her work, people got a retina scan. Oh, and here's my last article for the day, and I'll post all the other ones that I wanted to get to. It looks like I'm running out of time. Palm scanners get two, get thumbs up in schools and hospitals. So, yeah, you don't have to pay for anything anymore. You just put your hand on this thing and it pays for you. Hmm. Tell me how great that technology is going to be. What if they just shut you off? I mean, I don't understand what people are thinking here. Like, how how do you not... How do you not take it out to the the not the next degree, but like two degrees afterwards? It's like okay, so what happens if there's a power outage? Nobody gets any food. What happens if you burn your hand and you lose all your handprint? Oh, I guess you got to go get uh, a new handprint scan. What if you're like me and you're missing an appendage? I'm missing one of my fingers. What about me? 